Welcome to the Grow My Salon Business podcast, where we focus on the business side of hairdressing. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and I'll be talking to thought leaders in the hairdressing industry, discussing insightful, provocative, and inspiring ideas that matter. So get ready to learn, get ready to be challenged, get ready to be inspired, and most importantly, get ready to grow your salon business. My guest today is Megan McCormack, who is Chief Operating Officer of the Visible Changes Salon Group, based in Houston, Texas. Visible Changes was started by Megan's parents, John and Marianne McCormack, but today is run by Megan and her brother, Johnny. Now, I promise that you're going to love this podcast. Visible Changes is quite simply a business like no other. It's an incredibly inspiring salon organization that everyone can learn something from. So welcome to the podcast, Megan McCormick, Chief Operating Officer of the Visible Changes Salon Group in Texas. Hi, Megan. Hi, Anthony. It's so nice to be here. It is great to have you here. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us today. Thank you for having me. No, no, the pleasure's all mine, I promise you. So look, for any of our audience who haven't heard of Visible Changes, there's probably some people out there that maybe haven't. Um, Can I just get you to start off by just giving us an overview into Visible Changes as a company and, you know, the people who own it and people who run it, et cetera. So the floor is all yours. Absolutely. So we started in Houston 40 years ago, 41 years ago. Um, Our anniversary is going to be in October. So we'll hit 42 years, which is amazing. Um, And it was started by my parents, John and Marianne McCormack. My brother, Johnny, and I have taken over since. He's been in for about 12 years. I've been in for about five and a half now. We have 13 locations throughout Texas. We have eight in Houston, two in San Antonio, two in Austin, and one outside of Dallas and Frisco, Texas. We have about 750 employees right now. So our salons range from about 20 employees to about 120 employees at our largest. And that includes stylist, front desk, management, backroom, um, if we have sweepers or stalkers or cleaning help, then that includes all of them as well. We do about 50, last year we did about 50 million, 51 million in sales. Um, this year we're projected to hit about 46, so we're down a little bit. And that's that's kind of, kind of a little bit of a background on us. We're big on celebrating our staff. We're big on rewarding our staff. We're big on personal development and really growing. Um, I know we're going to get into all of that in a little bit, but that's kind of a background of us. We're departmentalized at um, almost all of our locations. Some of our smaller, older locations, we still have people that were grandfathered into doing both cutting and coloring, but that's also a nice little tidbit for people. Um, to really get to know us. Okay, fantastic. Well, there's some some good things there. I want to dig into straight away. Um, yeah. D- did you? I didn't realize you had salons that were as as, as small as having 20 employees. Um, I mean, that's a lot. But I have been into your salons, and I know that some of them are uh, a giants, basically. Um, and did you say the biggest one has 120 employees in one salon? Yes. Right. Okay. And did did I hear you right? Did you just say 51 million dollars in sales? Yeah. Yes. Okay, 51 million with 13 salons. Yes. Wow, that is a serious number. Um, we, we have quite an audience in the US, but we've also got a lot of people in Australia and the UK. So a quick 
conversion on what $51 million looks like in pounds, it's uh, about 40 million uh, UK pounds or Australian or Canadian dollars. It's about $74 million uh, out of 13 salons. So that really puts it into some perspective. A couple of other things you just mentioned, as you were, as you were saying that, I, I, I may have misheard you. Did you say that that includes sweepers and stalkers? Yes. Okay. What, what are sweepers and what are stalkers? So we, have, um, so we have some of our locations, our bigger locations, we have cleaning help. So we have ladies that we've hired that have come in. They help us clean. They help us do towels. They help us sweep. They help us keep the salon um, cleaned and managed. We also have in our, in our larger locations, we have people that are there to just help us stock retail pull it down from the attic, keep making sure all of our shelves are beautiful, making sure that they're clean. Um, and it, it's, it's a full-time job because we're so busy. And so we're big on educating our guests and having them take home products with them so that they can look great and recreate the looks that we have. So okay. some of our locations have people who stock. Okay. I've got you. I've got you. Okay. You're going <laughs> to, you're going to laugh. Um, I thought you said stalkers, not stockers. <laughs> Okay, so I, I was thinking, what the hell's a stalker? I could figure out what a what a what a sweeper was, but I was uh, okay. Let's let's just move right on from uh, that little bit of an Antonyism. Okay, so people that are listening to this, when they hear a salon that's you know that big, that's that successful, that's making those sort of sales, there is one question that's running through their head, and that is, how do you do that? Like, what is the secret? You know, like, like wh- where do I start with digging in to, to some questions about that? But, you know, how did, wh- what is the secret? How, how does Visible Changes manage to build a business that size? What are some of the fundamental, you know, beliefs and, and philosophies that you have as a company have? Yeah, so there, there are three main things that I talk about to all of our new employees. Um, our first is welcome to the family. You're hired. You're a part of our family now. We're family-owned, family-run. And that's the culture that we have. We are a family. If you ask any of our people what's the best part about your company, um, they always say we're a family. And so when my parents, my parents are originally from New York, and so they moved down to Texas because of the opportunity that was here. And they wanted to create a company that was also their extended family because they didn't have any family here. And so I think that's really what separates us from most other people is that we really are a family. Like we truly care about each other. We love each other. We want the best for each other. And so that, that separates us initially. Number two is my favorite part about this company. And some people, I don't know, some people can take it the wrong way, but I think it's awesome. I think that everybody that's come into our company has, whether they've left or not, has become a better version of them because of the culture that we have. So we are big on personal development. We want you to grow. We want you to learn. We want to grow. We want to learn. And so that's the culture that we have here. And so my favorite thing is there's not a single person that's come into our company that hasn't stayed or left and become a better version of them. Um, And number three, what separates us from everybody else is our education. One of my parents' founding beliefs is the only thing that can separate us as human beings is education not saying that it has to be a college level education, but you have to constantly be learning and growing and evolving yourself as a person. And so when you join us, we have our own training program that you go through. Um, You earn your way into the training program by having conditioner sales while you're a trainee. So a trainee is somebody who just joins with us. 
They help clean the salon. They help shampoo. They help do towels. They help um, in any way that we need them to help. And then while they're shampooing, they have an opportunity to upsell a conditioner and their conditioner sales are how they earn class. So we start them out and they have our own, we have our own basic training program. They can get on the floor and then we have continued education um, throughout their entire career with us. We also have in January, every year we have a kickoff meeting. So we start our year with everyone coming together and learning about different things. This year we were huge on personal development and how we want to grow as human beings this year. Um, we have two more quarterly meetings, we call them, where we bring everybody together again. And it's a full four hours or five hours of educating on you know where we're growing, what our company vision is, what we want to do. And so we're huge on continued education. So I think that's really what separates us because when you have a group of people that want to continue to learn and grow, it creates a better culture, right? So then even if some people fall into ruts, like we all do, we're all human, obviously, but you have an entire support system behind you that really wants you to do well. And so it changes the game a little bit. For sure. So just fill us in a little bit on the the family dynamic. Um, I often talk to people who, you know, have family businesses and, you know, sometimes they work really well. Uh, other times there's, you know, there's big challenges having a family business. Just give us a little bit of the background about uh, who your mum and dad are and how they started the business, what their role is in the business today, and, and also what your role is and what uh, uh, Johnny's role is. Yeah, for sure. So my mom has been a hairdresser since she was 16. She is still a licensed hairdresser. She still cuts uh, my dad and my uncle's hair. <laughs> um, she's awesome. So she's been a hairdresser over 50 years. She is the matriarch of the company and the hairdressing hero of our company. She put together our entire training program. My dad used to be a New York City cop. He has worked on Wall Street. He's worked um, under several different business owners that he found and they were all immigrants with successful businesses, which really trained his way of thinking, but he's more of like the business side of things. Um, he knows how to look at numbers. He knows how to read numbers better than anyone I've ever met in my entire life. He's awesome and inspiring and he can look at numbers and figure out, you know, what we can do here and the, the amount of, n- the amount of numbers that it takes in order to do a trip or to have extra money so that we can go and have a night, have a dinner with our staff and do things. And so that's kind of how his brain has worked. And he really, he's, I mean, he's just phenomenal with that. I've, I'm currently trying to understand how his brain works so I can get better at that, but he's awesome. So they started, they came down here. Um, they actually had to go to 302 banks before we ever got a loan for visible changes. They all said, if you're a Mexican restaurant, we'd give you the loan, but you're a hair salon and you're never going to make it. Um, on the 301st bank, he wanted to quit, but I don't know if, I mean, my dad's a huge Walt Disney person and my mom, you know, is, is a huge support system for him. And anytime he's had, you know, trials in his life, she's always been there. And so he almost gave up at the 301st bank. And she was like, you know, didn't Walt Disney have to go to 301 banks for his loan for building Disney? And he was like, yeah. And she's like, don't you think you can go to 302 and he did, and that's when we got the loan. So that's a, that's a cool part of the story also that I love. Um, but Fantastic. they're amazing. Yeah. yeah well, awesome. I, I've, I've heard a lot of the story before. I'd never heard that, or if I had, I'd forgotten it. So, uh, yeah, again, one of those ingredients of 
you know, tenacity to uh, is, is is one of the things behind that, you know, success. Um, so, uh, John, your dad, and Mary and your mum, are they still actively involved in the company today? So my mom retired, um, but she still comes in and works as an advisor. We still talk to her about everything that we're doing. She's very much still involved in terms of like having the conversations and seeing where things are going. And she's constantly wanting to help and gives her two cents. And I go to her all the time on what she thinks. Um, So she's still involved, but with the retired umbrella, we also have our own charity that we started. It's called there for you, T H A I R like hair. And we provide free wigs for anyone going through cancer. So they'll come in um, we'll shave their head. We'll fit them for a wig. We'll cut it to their style. It's free of charge for them. We started that charity because she was diagnosed with breast cancer nine years ago, no, 10 years ago now, 10 years ago this October. Um, and so we started that charity. And so she helps run that. She also is very involved in the hospitals in Houston. She sits on several boards. She volunteers down there and she talks to people going through cancer. She also helps in any way that she can. We also volunteer at a community out here for adults with um, mental disabilities. And so they have every second Tuesday of the month, she takes a team and they go out there and they cut all the citizens hair out there. And so she's still very much involved, but more on the charity side of things now. And then kind of as an advisor for us, my dad is still coming into the office at least four days a week. He's still, um, still helping us on any big decisions that we make but he's kind of just letting us run things now. My middle brother, who's not in the business is in real estate. And so they work on a lot of real estate things and he helps him with real estate and all that kind of stuff. So still involved, but again, more as an advisor, but he's here more often than my mom would be. Okay. And, and so it's you and Johnny who effectively run the company then? Yes. Yeah. And, and how do you divvy up the roles between yourself? So it's kind of just like, where our strengths are and we're both really good at identifying our strengths and then celebrating the other strengths. Johnny looks at things differently than I do, which is really awesome. We just did our sit down. So we sit down with our staff twice a year and we give them, we hand out bonuses, but we also, when we sit down, we do goals for the year and you know, what numbers they want to hit. And we look at their past five years. And so right now, Johnny's brain is he sits with people and he shows them how productive they could be with the hours that they are working. Um, my sit downs are a little bit differently. Mine are really about the person and really kind of deep diving where they are, where they live emotionally, where they would like to live and the person that they want to grow into. Um, I used to be the numbers person also, but I've kind of changed my direction this year because what makes me tick is really figuring out how to help people grow into the person that they want to become. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I used to, sorry to interrupt you. I was just, I, I, whenever you start talking about that, I always think of what your uh, title used to be because I gather you no longer have that title. Um, and I really loved it because I've never so, met anyone still, else with I it. Have it. It's still, it's still a huge part of me. <laughs> okay. So, so tell everyone, what was your business title or is your business title? My, my title um, a year after I started was chief happiness officer. Yeah. I, see, I think that's brilliant. And now it's, <laughs> now it's chief operating officer. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So as, have, well as, as well I, as. I, yeah. I'm like, I can't let go of CHO. It's, it's, it was really fun for me. Johnny actually was the one that gave me that title. Um, when I came in, my big thing was, are you happy? 
are you happy with you? Because if you're not happy with you, you can't be happy with anybody else. So you can choose to be happy every single day. It's the only thing that you you have, right? And so one of my favorite quotes is all about happiness. Um, I have a I have a a sign in my office that says choose happiness. I think it's a big it's a big part of me. And so he was like, This is this should be your title. And so it was fun. <laughs> Good. Well, you know, it's interesting how, you know, for a lot of people, going to work is their happy place. You know, that not everyone has a, a great home life. So, yes. you know, um, recognizing how important that emotional connection is with your team is obviously, again, something that's really fundamental to your, your success. You know, when you talk about your mom, uh, I, I was in the car with her once and, you know, she had this um, Excel spreadsheet with her. And she said, oh, I must remember to do, to do this. And I was like, well, what is it? And she said, oh, they're my calls for the day. Uh, yeah. do, do you want to tell us? what it was that she was doing. I mean, I know, but our audience does. I'd rather you doesn't, I'd rather you told the story than me. Yes, absolutely. I know. And it's, it's so second nature to me. I always forget this part. So I'm glad, I'm glad that you brought it up. Um, my mom for the entire duration that our company has been alive. So for 41 years, she calls every single person on their birthday or on their company anniversary with us. And they, she wishes them a happy birthday or a happy anniversary. And so every day she calls, usually at least one to six or seven, sometimes even more people. And it's really great because sometimes, you know, their own parents don't wish them a happy birthday. And a lot of companies forget about birthdays or anniversaries and that's big for us. Um, and so it's, it's definitely her tie still into the company and, and she loves it and they love hearing from her. And it's really awesome. Yeah. Well, I, again, I think that sort of with, what did you say? 800 plus staff in total? Yeah, we're about 750 to 800 now, right. yeah. So, you know, that's a lot of people to call without a doubt. Um, yes. And you'd need, a, you'd need a spreadsheet to remember people's names. And, you <laughs> yeah. know, the, birthdays is, is one thing, but anniversaries, you know, one of the things, I mean, I've been privileged to, you know, get a little bit of an insight into your company uh, on more than one occasion. And it, it's always the thing that stands out to me is the um, – well, A, it's the amount of celebrations you have. You celebrate everything. So, yeah, yes, people's birthdays, but even people's work anniversaries. I mean, most salon owners out there wouldn't know that, you know, today is, you know, Mary's, you know, five-year anniversary and that next week is, you know, Susan's 10-year anniversary or whatever. And, you know, there's a lot of value, isn't there, in, in acknowledging people's anniversaries and, and uh, celebrating them? Absolutely. So, and it's because people, you know, and I won't get into like the whole millennial topic, but um, I am a millennial and we are good and we are bad, just like every generation has good and bad. Um, but it's also nice to see people who have really dedicated their careers to one place and have made so much of themselves. We just celebrated two of our people. Um, one of our managers celebrated 30 years with us and one of our other corporate people. And he's been in so many positions with us just celebrated 34 years and we celebrated that yesterday actually. And so that was really awesome. And you get them to speak and talk about, you know, the growth and how they've grown. And it's, it's really awesome. It's yeah. really, really awesome. Well, you know, one of the things that, that is, you know, important for every business is, is, you know, client retention, but also staff retention. Um, how, how long do you keep your average team member? Is that some, is that a metric that you track at all? I haven't looked at that in a minute, but the last time I looked at it, our average stylist is with us around 10 years. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's what I thought from previous conversations. And, 
you know, I, I, I don't know if there is a, an accurate statistic for what average um, retention is. But interestingly, I did read something recently uh, about corporate America, and it was saying that the average person stays in a job in corporate America for just over three years. So uh, the fact that you're keeping people for 10 years as an average is is phenomenal. Um, yes. I, know, I know that when I was in your uh, Memorial City Salon last year, I met someone who, you know, was walking around with a with, with a badge on that she was in the $6 million club or something. And I said, how long have you been here? And um, she'd been there for 37 years. Um, yes. I mean, that sort of loyalty and commitment is is fantastic. Yes. Actually, that same person um, celebrated 38 years on conference day this year. Fantastic. And has she... Has she got to the uh, the seven million dollar club yet? Not yet. <laughs> okay, that is that is incredible. We need to tell everyone what that means. Seven yes. million dollar club. So, so what does that like? What does that mean? So, we measure a lot of things here. Um, we measure lifetime sales, and so lifetime sales is a big thing for us. Just like work anniversary is a big thing for us. And we have parties for the half million dollar club, the million dollar club, all the way up to now we have a seven million dollar person. And so she's been with us for a very long time. Um, but her lifetime total is seven million. Of that seven million, she has over two million in retail sales. Right. So so five million in services, two million in retail sales. Yes. And and lifetime. And how long has she been with the company? She's been with us. Oh man, probably around the same, like probably around 38, maybe 35, 36 years. Wow. Okay. That's that, that incredible. Um, I'm yeah. you know, lucky enough to, to be an insider into your uh, private Facebook group. And, yes. you know, I'll dip in and out of there every week or so. I'll have a look at what's been going on. And I'm, I'm always intrigued by, again, the amount of celebrations that you do. You know, there's always people celebrating their their best week ever, their best day ever, their best month ever, their best quarter, their best retail, and 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 they really celebrate it. And it sort of seems so obvious that this is what you should do, but so few salons, you know, go out of their way to acknowledge and, and genuinely celebrate people's achievements. I mean, some of the things I see you doing, uh, you and your team doing on, on Facebook is, is are quite extraordinary. T- tell us a little, a little bit about that, about those celebrations and the value in them. Yeah. So we, we about five, it's actually five years ago. Now I have um, an app that shows me pictures from the past five years ago. We brought in this little, it's almost like a, um, like a decal that you can post up onto the mirror and it says hashtag BWE. BWE for best week ever. And so every time somebody has their best week ever, we put it on their station, we take a picture, we celebrate them. And then it's really cool because our guests get involved and they say, what is that? And they say, oh, I just hit my best week ever last week. And then that gets the conversation going. And our staff and our clients have an amazing bond, right? And so if they they know that we're very goal oriented, they know that we want to accomplish things. And so when they see that, they're like, oh, well, we want to help you get your best week ever again. And so it's a conversation and it's, it's exciting and it's fun and they're accomplishing things and they feel good. And that's really fun. So we have best week ever. We have celebrations. We have chair, like cutting celebrations when people first get onto the floor. And so we decorate their station and we have ribbon that goes up and they get to cut it like, like it's a new store opening. And so they get to cut their way to their chair, which is also really fun. 
I mean, we, we celebrate everything that we can celebrate. We try to celebrate. We have people that celebrate, you know, first hundred thousand in total sales. We have people that celebrate the first time they get a comment in a paycheck. We celebrate the first time that they hit $500 in a day. The first time they hit $2,000 or a thousand dollars in a week or $2,000 in a week or a great retail percentage, 20%, 25%. I mean, we, we try to look for everything that we can celebrate and then celebrate it because life's more fun that way. <laughs> exactly. And, and so you, you've set up all these metrics and all these systems, more importantly, that allow you to track what those milestones are. Yeah. Or do you leave yeah. it up to the stylist to, to be able to track their own milestones? So we actually, we put a lot of it on our management team and our management team does a great job. Um, I wish we had, we, our IT program is incredible. Um, We have one guy who's been with us. He just celebrated 30, I want to say 30 years, maybe 35, no, 30 years with us. And he built our entire IT program. We're actually going, we're moving to an off the shelf right now, um, which has been a whole nother, (laughs) a whole nother project, but I wish we had more like alerts. Like I wish we had, I wish I could just wish something and it would come up. Like I wish we had like a Facebook for our company where it had our birthdays and anniversaries and everything would pop up. And so it would be like when somebody hit a huge week or whatever, but we do watch the best week ever we have managers that watch it and our co-managers watch it. And so that's something that we do manually. So, I mean, you can imagine some of our salons, we have 65 stylists. Some of our salons, like I said, we have more like, 15 stylists. So it's a little bit easier for them, a little bit harder for the bigger salons, but it's a huge emotional deposit. We're huge on that. We also have reports and so full reports. And so we celebrate all the things that we can. Like I know at Memorial City, we just had somebody who is kind of our third tier of stylists. And for our cutters, we have seven tiers that they can go up. And she was number two in the entire company for retail sales. And so, you know, when we have something huge like that, I'll send them a personal text message um, and say, congratulations, you know, we're watching. This is amazing. Their best week ever is I text them every week and say, congratulations, you just hit your best week ever. This is awesome. So it's another nice like emotional deposit because they know that we're watching and they know that we care. Yeah. And we're excited to see them grow. (laughs) Yeah. So what sort of numbers are we talking about when you say that this is a person who's the second best at retail in the company? Are you talking about for that week or or ever or for a month or a year? For For the week. For the week. Okay. And so, so what sort of numbers would that be that they've achieved in a week in retail? I just know that when you've got people like, I, I think your record holder, you told me was Farida, who's in the, the $2 million club in lifetime yeah. retail sales. And so I, I just wonder how much retail, what does that look like a week in retail sales, you know, for an individual, what are they averaging? Because, you know, they're not averaging a couple of hundred bucks a week. That's for sure. You know, they're, they're well over a grand a week. Well, they're probably nearer to two grand a week in yeah, retail, ab- which is phenomenal. Absolutely. I just pulled, um, I pulled a sheet. It's not individuals, but like salons. So our salons will range anywhere from 20,000 a week in retail sales to less for last week to 181,000. So in so one doing- salon. Wow. Yes, we're doing just under about a million dollars a week in sales, and our retail sales are thirty five hundred to thirty thousand a week. Okay, yeah, but and as a company, you're doing about a million a week in sales. Right. Yeah, got it. Okay. Um, the the salon you mentioned, Memorial City. I went in there. Um, I forget when it was now. Uh, towards the end of last year, uh, it's probably the biggest salon that I've ever been into, and I know that you you 
when you talked about it to me off air before, you were saying that it was 13,000 square feet. And I, I had to Google, like, I don't get my head around it when someone says 13,000 square feet, how big that is. So what I did was I Googled what's the size of a tennis court. And, and basically, a 13,000 square foot salon is the size of six tennis courts. Now, if, wow. I, if I'm listening to that as one of our audience, thinking that is one hell of a salon the size of six tennis courts. That's what a 13,000 square foot salon looks like with a hundred and how many staff did you say? 130 staff in there? About 120. About 120. How many front desk people are there at a, at a salon that size? Oh my gosh. Front desk. I think we probably have 20. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Just the, the sheer maybe volume. More, yeah. Maybe even more between, you know, part-time people. I know that we have, 20 trainees in the back right now. Yeah. And 20 trainees in the back alone of that one salon. Okay. Yes. All right. That's impressive. I was lucky enough to speak at your conference a couple of years ago. And I had been forewarned about it a little bit before I got there, which is just as well, because it is the most amazing company conference I've ever seen. Um, do you want to talk to us about that? I don't want to take anything away from it or add anything in. I, I, I just want you to talk about it because it is mind-blowing and I think a lot of it sort of is uh, an example of why you're so successful as a company and, and it's sort of taking this thing about celebrating to a, you know, to a pinnacle. Um, to a whole level, yeah. You're not, you're not kidding. Yes, I would love to talk about it. So um, another, another part of us, all of our salons are in malls. So all of our locations are in malls. Um, we work retail hours. We're open seven days a week. We are only closed five days a year. So we're closed Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and our company conference. So that's how important conference is for us. And it's a day where we close all of our locations. We get dressed up like we're going to the Academy Awards and it's the Academy Awards of our company. And so we have a full day dedicated to celebrating our staff. So we rent out a ballroom at a hotel downtown and we have everybody come and we start our day with a fashion show from our artistic team and they did an amazing job this year it was so unbelievable we had a great stylist come in his name was nicholas when his gowns were beautiful all of his clothes were amazing um but it's a full day of dedicating of dedicating rewarding our staff and celebrating them for all the accomplishments that they did the year before so we, at that time, will give away trophies, we give money, we give jewelry, we give trips, we give cars. I mean, you have an opportunity to earn so many things here. And so it's a party for about eight hours. Um, every time we have noise complaints from other people in the hotel, but we have loud music. I mean, it's unbelievable. The energy in the room, you just have to feel it. It's something you have to experience, but it's insane. Like the lights are down. We have loud music the entire time. We have videos playing. We are dancing. We're celebrating. It's so much fun. So, so much fun. When I attended it, uh, the only thing I could compare it to is uh, an Anthony Robbins event. Um, yes. And so anyone who's been to an Anthony Robbins event will know exactly what it is that we're talking about here. Um, and the, the way you described it is exactly what it is. I mean, when I when I first got there, I think it was in the in the Hilton or the Hyatt in, in Houston, yes. and and in the in the foyer of the hotel, there were I might be wrong, but there are five cars. Yes, I think there were five cars with ribbons around them in the in the <laughs> foyer of the hotel with a big you know white ribbon around it, 
Um, and then during the day, you know, it's like, come on down and get your car. You've done the most retail for the year or whatever it was they'd done. And so there were, you know, five cars given away. There were checks given away for multiple thousands of dollars. I mean, it was really quite incredible. And I think in the room, obviously, it wasn't just uh, uh, the, the staff. There was obviously some of them had family members and stuff with them. But it was just the most incredible event that I've ever seen uh, put on by any, you know, individual hairdressing group, you know, by far. It absolutely yeah. just blows everything else out of the water. Um, you, you also just said, you know, that some of the, the prizes and stuff are trips. Uh, tell us about them. What do you mean that you give away trips? Yeah, so we have two trips a year. We have one for our newer to career staff. Their first two years with us, they have a goal. If they hit the goal, then we take them on a cruise to Mexico out, out of Galveston Usually it's a four or five day cruise. It's a lot of fun. And then we have a company trip every year for our top producers. So there's another goal um, for, for our A volume salons, it's 200,000 a year. And so when they hit that goal, then we take them on a trip every year. Usually it's a five day. This year we're going, um, we're flying to Miami and we're taking a cruise to Key West and Cuba, actually. Um, so that's really fun. We've gone I mean, man, where where have we gone? We've gone to Mexico. We've gone to, last year we went to Montana. We've been to, oh my gosh, we've been so many places. It's crazy. Well, I know we've you been, do these big international Francisco, trips. Yes, we've done big international trips. We used to do um, a five-year trip. We haven't done that. We didn't do that two years ago. Um, but in the past, we've taken them to Australia for two weeks, on a cruise all around Italy, we've taken them to um, on a two-week cruise all around South America. The last five-year trip that we went on was to Tahiti, Bora Bora, and the French Polynesia. That was really fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. It's you know anywhere from eighty people to two hundred people, and wherever we go, we take over. I mean, it's just it's a blast. I like to call them our family reunions because, yeah. like I said, we. We are a family company. Um, so imagine a family reunion with, you know, 80 of your closest friends. Yeah. That yeah. So hairdressers and their spouses, they can bring their spouse. Um, and it's it's a lot of fun. And, and, and to attend, they have to achieve certain sales figures. Yes. Right. Okay. So what were the what's the, the you know the bench benchmark for the sales figure that they have so, to achieve to attend? For our A volume salons, which are is our bigger volume salons, it's two hundred thousand a year. For our B volumes, it's one hundred and eighty thousand a year. And then some of our smaller salons, it's one hundred and fifty thousand a year. Yeah, in total sales, so retail and and services. Yes, that that is that is incredible. And and just to put this in perspective, um, the prices that you charge in the salon for haircuts and colors, uh, what 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 is the sort of range that you charge for haircuts? So our men's haircuts are anywhere from $25 to $60, and our women's cuts are anywhere from $30 to $80. Um, if we have, you know, we are in Texas. So if we have extra thick, extra long hair, they do, they can charge extra for that. Um, but that's really our range. I mean, our our whole business model is we want to get you in and we want to get you out. We want to give you a quality cut, but we know how important time is and we want to give you the quality in the smallest amount of time while you look great, educate you so you can do it at home, get you on your way. Yeah. 
I mean, a lot of people, when you're talking about you've got to do 200,000 a year, they're, they're thinking, well, we don't charge enough to do that, um, which is why I wanted to hear, you know, from you. The price point that you're at is not exorbitant. So yeah. at that price point, to be doing 200 a year, you've got to be highly productive, don't you? So you're, you're, not, you're not coming to work sat in the staff room. In fact, when I walked around your salons, there were staff rooms, but there were very few people ever in them. <laughs> they were all out on the on the floor working like madly productive <laughs> yeah, yeah. i is- mean our big thing is if you're going to come to work then like let's focus right so if you're going to be at work be at work and if you're going to be at home be at home don't wish you were somewhere else because you're not there and so you're just going to be wasting your life right so if yeah. you're going to be at work then be at work and hustle on you have an opportunity to change people's lives by making them look and feel better and so we're really big on making sure that we stay booked and making sure that you know, we don't have a lot of downtime. Downtime, downtime in our eyes, like our break room is known as the broke room. Downtime in our eyes is not good. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So th- there is one thing that we haven't mentioned. Uh, there are so many areas that I can dig into with your business that are, that are incredibly inspiring. But w- one of them is, um, what's the word for it? Uh, all I can say is, is your dad and doctors. <laughs> can, you, uh, can you just flesh that story out because it's, it's, it's yeah. well worth hearing <laughs> yes absolutely so like I said at the beginning um, we're big on education right and the whole reason that we wanted to start this company or my parents wanted to start this company and really my mom is she didn't like the way that people looked at her when she said that she was a hairdresser because stereotypically that's not a great career choice right um, and so we wanted to get out and really change the industry and change the way that people looked at hairdressers. So my dad also started a, an education foundation. We actually have two. So one of them is for all of our employees, children that want to go to college, they can apply to get a scholarship through us. We also have a doctor education foundation set up. So we were at conference one year and my dad was, you know, stalling mom needed some time in the back getting the show ready. Um, and somebody asked him, you know, when will you be a success? When will you have enough money? And he said, it's not about money. And if you're doing it for money, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. But I think I'll be a success when one of my kids becomes a doctor. And he said, well, that's easy for you. You have the money to send them to school. And he was like, no, you misunderstood me. I said, when one of our kids becomes a doctor. And he was like, I'm not just saying my kids. I'm saying our kids were a family. So after that, he had three girls run up to him and say, you know, you were talking to me, you were talking to me. And he was like, girls, I was talking to all of you. If you want to become a doctor, I'll pay for it. And so we, he set up, um, if you want to become a doctor, if you're one of our stylist children, you want to become a doctor, he, we will pay for your education, all of your education, as long as you keep an A average. And then once you become a doctor, you have to donate 5% of your time for five years back to a charity of your choice. And that's his way of giving back. And so, so far we've had six doctors come through and graduate. We have three more in school right now. One of our number one person in our company, her daughter is currently in California. She's working on her MD PhD program and is amazing doing so well out there. But yes, we have six doctors that have come through already. We've got three more on the way. And I think, you know, a few more after that are wanting to come in. So it's been awesome. It's that really incredible, really life changing. Yeah, yeah. What a uh, what a company. What a company. Okay, we are heading towards um, the time where we need to start thinking about wrapping up. 
I hate bringing up this person, but I have to bring her up because whenever I talk about visible changes, she, she is one person that I always bring up, and that is um, Christine Lee. And I always feel it's a little bit of an invasion of privacy talking about her, uh, but I know that you, you know, you, you're, you're proud to talk about the achievements of your staff. She's your all-time record holder. Is that right? Yes. Yeah? So talk about what that means to people. Like, What is a record holder? What does that mean? So, um, Christine, uh, her highest year was 612000 personally. In sales? In total sales. $612,000 in, in haircuts and colors uh, and retail, sorry. In just haircuts, um, haircuts, keratin treatments, extensions, and retail. Wow. No color. 612000 612000 Yeah, that's incredible. Now, full disclosure with that. That year, she was working a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, she was working a lot and she wanted to hit that goal. The previous person had hit, I think, around 602,000 and she wanted to make sure that she went above it. And so she was really dedicated to that. She scaled back a little bit. And <laughs> when I say scaled back, I mean, she works the hours that she wants to work. She vacations when she wants to vacation and she still does over 320,000 a year. And, and that's on an $80 haircut. Yes. Right. Okay. She's doing a lot of haircuts still. She's doing a lot of haircuts. Yeah. She can do a haircut in 20 minutes right. and she sells like no one I've ever seen. I mean, she, she knows how to work. She knows how to be productive. Yeah. So what is she averaging? Three or four clients an hour then, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And um, assistance, how many assistants would she have to be able to do that? Our company, we don't have personal assistance. We only have assistance for the entire salon. So she doesn't have Anyone that is assigned to her as an assistant, we just have people in the salon that help. Okay. So she's doing all her own haircuts, all her own blow dries. She's got someone else sweeping up and, and, you know, getting a client a coffee and doing shampoos, but that's what she's producing on her own. Yes. She's doing all the cuts and blow dries herself. Absolutely. I can remember the, when I heard about Christine the first time and that she'd turned over in total sales, 612000 And I can remember hearing that the amount that she was paid that year was basically the same as what the president at that time was President Obama was paid. And I thought, isn't that just a phenomenal story that someone can, you know, start off as a hairdresser and they can reach those levels of reward? There's very few people that are capable of doing that. There's very, right. there's very few salons anywhere in the world that produce that sort of uh, sales revenue, but it's all credit to yourself, your, your parents and, uh, and your brother that you've built a, a culture that encourages and rewards people for being that productive. So I, I take my hat off to you. And, you know, a lot of these numbers we've, sh- we've shared today, I mean, I've, I've known them from previous conversations and, you know, having, some, uh, having had some involvement with you. And it, it just never ceases to amaze me, like as a as a company, because in our industry, I you know I talk to a lot of salon owners, and you know there are salons out there that are very successful, and that's fantastic because we need more success stories, uh, because there's a lot of salons out there that aren't successful, and a lot of owners and a lot of stylists that are struggling, and and it's great for them to hear that it's possible to do that. It's not easy. No one's saying it's easy, but it's it's possible, and. Uh, it's it's always think, looking at you as a business and going, how do you do this? What is the secret? Right. So, and it's, yeah. it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like we, 
we are experiencing the same things that are happening throughout the entire industry, right? It's like, we still have walkouts. We still have people leaving. We still have turnover. We still like, we still hurt. We still have the negatives too. Yeah. You know, and it's not, I mean, do we have an amazing company? Yes. But do we still have our own things that we're going through? Absolutely. I mean, we're a transition company. We transitioned from my parents into my brother and I, you know, there was, ups and downs with that. There are still ups and downs with that. There are still ups and downs with booth rent being such a huge thing. And so it's not, you know, it's not all good all the time, but it's a personal choice on what you're going to look at and where you're going to spend your energy. Right. And so I'm big on, okay, so let's look for the good in it. There has to be some good and like, let's keep going. Yeah. We have to keep going. We have to keep looking and we have to hustle through because at the end of the day, if you really look at it and if you really ask people, you know, what's your purpose in life? A lot of people don't know. But if you say, why did you choose this career? I've asked half of our company, we've done sit downs now. I've asked half of our company, what's your purpose in life? Half of them know, half of them don't. I say, you know, why did you choose this career? And I get a version of five things. Number one, I like to help people feel good. I like to help people. Um, I like to be creative. I, I, I love the feeling after they look at themselves and I like to make people happy. Nobody says I did it for the money. Nobody says, you know, I did it because whatever. It's their purpose. And I'm like, how crazy? Isn't that your purpose then? And it finally clicks for them. And I'm like, that's what we do. We change people's lives for the better. You know, and sometimes, you know, we may not have a happy client, but at the end of the day, if you remember your purpose walking in, if you remember I have an opportunity to change somebody's life, and there's a reason that this guest was placed in my chair today, then you don't get stuck in the mundane or the job or the repetition where it gets boring because every day you're looking and saying, okay, how can I be of service to this person? How can I, how can I help them? How can I make them feel better? And that's really what we do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that is an important thing to, uh, to finish up on there with saying that it's not all roses that, you know, that you have the same challenges, even though, you know, you're a phenomenally successful company, you know, you have the same challenges and the same frustrations as the salon owner down the road with two or three staff um and and that is the reality of it and it's about you know how you deal with those challenges so just just to finish up on then um for that person who's listening that you know that young salon owner out there who's who's got three four five staff ten staff whatever it is you know one salon and that's the majority of the people that will be listening to this you know for them to be able to relate to what you're talking about yes it's inspiring but there must be a part of them that goes well that is just so far away from connecting with me and my business. But what would you say to them? What what are three takeaways that you would want them to take from this as to these are the three things you need to do to build a team and build a business, whether you've got two staff members or, you know, 850 staff members, what would those, you know, three kernels be? My number one and and really what I've been honing in on for the last six months has been you need to be your true, unapologetic, authentic self leading your team, right? And so what does that mean? That means whoever you think you have to be in order to lead, you don't. You have to be you in your truest form. And that's when people are magnetically attracted to you. And that's when people want to be around you. And so for me, that was a big learning that I've learned in the last six months because I came in and I was like, well, I have to be this and I have to be that. And, you know, I have to be strong and I have to be firm and I have, and I, 
And recently I'm like, you know what? Like, that's not me. That's not where my passion is. That's not where my purpose is. Me personally, like my purpose in life is when I'm open and loving, I have a light and I want to pull the light out of other people and help them grow. Right. And so my number one would be really figure out, like hone in on who you are and more importantly, the person that you want to become and be that person because there's only one you. So don't try to be anybody else. Don't try to have a company like anyone else. Build what you want, right? And enjoy your team and get to know them and allow them to be themselves. Because if you can get them in their true form, people will be magnetically drawn to them, right? And that's our big, That's I mean, at least that's my personal big focus for our company this year is I want them to figure out the person that they want to become without the fear, without the anxiety and without the social negativity that people put on right and so that would be my number one like stay true to who you are and really figure out who you want to become so that you're constantly growing into that person and you're constantly growing into a better version of you number two is celebrate them and it doesn't have to be big you know one of our people i just sat down with him he's been with us for 30 34 years he's incredible and he stayed with us because he had failed training the first time and the second time you know, he got on the floor and one of our managers gave him a cupcake. And that cupcake meant so much for him that it's literally kept him here on his worst days. Wow. And so it doesn't have to be this huge, like outlandish thing, right? But like the small things that show people that you appreciate them are what's most important. It can be a, like, I'm a big person on cards. I love cards. So I have across from my office desk, I have a wall. It's my thank you wall. So any thank you card I get, I have, and I put up. And so my hard days I go and I read people's words on, you know, how their life has transformed. And that's big for me, but that's just me personally. Right. So like, I love cards, figure out who your team is and what really makes them tick. And then like, manage to them, right? Like grow them as a person. We all make mistakes. We know that we've made a mistake. You don't have to harp on it. You don't have to make me feel bad. I already know I messed up. And so yes, acknowledge it so that they learn from it, but don't live there, right? You can get better. We've all made mistakes. We're all human. As long as you learn and grow, then let's keep going. But you know, we talk about the cars and we talk about the jewelry and yes, those things are fantastic. And I love that we do them. It's so cool. It really makes us unique, but it doesn't have to be a car. It doesn't have to be jewelry. It doesn't have to be a trip, but they do want quality time with you. And that's something that's really been important too, is people have been vocal and they're like, you know, it's nice when we get to sit down and we get to know you as a person and really figure out who you are, because then it gets us better connected with you. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like, that's awesome. And so really getting to know people like on a human level of who they are, what makes them tick. And then you can give them rewards based on that, right? Some people want time off. Some people don't want time off. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. But it doesn't take a lot. Like it can be a card. It can be a thank you. It can be a dinner if you want to make it a dinner. I mean, there's so many things that you can do, but dangling carrots in front of people to get them motivated really works, right? And Mm -hmm. Having a, having a goal for the entire team to do is really great than just individual because then they're working together as a team, which also helps. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, one more piece of advice. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> education and personal development is my big thing, right? So um, I'm constantly reading. I'm constantly listening, listening to videos and podcasts, and I'm constantly sharing it. I'm sharing it with our management team. I'm sharing it. I mean, I share it with my friends. I share it with everybody, right? And I 
because I'm just big on it. Like I want people to grow. I want them to think outside the box. And so if you have no idea how to motivate a team, I would be looking at like a Tony Robbins. I'd be looking at Earl Nightingale. I'd be looking at Dale Carnegie. I'd be looking at Les Brown, Zig Ziglar. I mean, these are people who have been in the game forever that are still relevant, that are still incredible. And it's easy stuff. It's things that you've heard before. And it's just a nice refresh. And it's also nice to have your staff listen to somebody that's not you. (laughs) Yes. So that they get a different message. (laughs) Yeah, of course. So you can play a tape and you can talk about it and how it relates. I just did, I mean, I did a big meeting in January, like I said, at our kickoff. And I got real with them on things that I was struggling with and how I've grown personally. And, you know, I looked at a relationship that I had with Johnny and, I was like, you know, we go through things too. And I was just honest. And I was like, but I looked at him differently. And this is how I've grown as a person. And this is how I want to grow. And um, it really connected with people, right? Because everybody looks internally at what they have going on. So a lot of people had issues with their family members and they were like, wow. And I only changed me in that, right? And so also like sharing, sharing your weaknesses and sharing where you're growing and sharing, you know, aha moments when you've realized something I think there's also something to be said about sometimes we get really stuck in in arguments and we know that we're wrong, but we're already so far in that we can't go back now. That's also important to be like, okay, you're right. I'm sorry. But I have no issue apologizing. I have no issue going in front of my management team or our company and saying, you know, I'm so sorry. I messed up. Please forgive me because I know I'm going to mess up and I know they're going to mess up. And The great part is we have a culture where you're allowed to mess up, you're allowed to grow, and you're allowed to continue. And that that would be the type of culture that I think most people would want to work in. And so if you can create that, then awesome. And if I can help with that, or if you know anything that I've said helps with that, I hope it did. It's it's really a great it's really a great culture to have everybody that wants to do well. Yeah. Wow. That's that's fantastic. I can't add anything to that. Um, Okay. So finally, where can people connect with you? You're on social media, your Instagram, Facebook, anything like that? I am on social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Yeah. I'm on both of those. Megan. Megan is (laughs) weirdly it's M-E-A-G-A-N. But yeah, I mean, find me on Facebook. Facebook's easy. Instagram's easy. Again, both of those I'm in. If I have an email also. It's Megan at visiblechanges.com. Super easy. But yeah, I mean, I'm here. If anybody needs anything. Fantastic. Okay. Well, Megan McCormick, it has been absolutely fantastic. I always enjoy just sitting here and listening to you and hearing about your business and, um, and, and what you've achieved and how you achieve it. And it never ceases to uh, amaze and inspire me. And I'm sure likewise, it would have inspired a lot of our listeners. So thank you ever so much for uh, your time once again. Absolutely. And thank you for having me. So exciting to be a part of this. Good. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, you'll find us at growmysalonbusiness.com or on Facebook and Instagram at growmysalonbusiness. And if you enjoyed tuning into our podcast, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share it with your friends. Until next time, this is Anthony Whitaker wishing you continued success.